Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And right now I've got my good friend, John Livesey. John, we've been friends there years and years and years and years. I wonder how we originally connected. I don't know if it was through a mutual friend, podcasting world, something like that. I think it was the podcasting world. Yeah. And it was from there that I went to hear you um, run a whole event around podcasting and yeah. you had me speak uh, at an event back when we were doing that in, in ballrooms. So hopefully those days will come back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we've just been cheering each other on. Yeah, we did an event a number of years ago uh, in conjunction with podcast movement uh, called Fame and Profit Lab. Uh, you know, just helping podcasters. Because when I work with podcasters, there's like two things they want to know. Number one, how do I get more listeners? Number two, how can I make money? <laughs> and and sadly, not enough podcasters are, you know, focused on the business side of it. Uh, and John, you were absolutely one of the, the, the abs- I would say the best speaker of the day. Sorry to uh, the other of the other speakers who are listening right now. Uh, it, just fantastic. Uh, John, I love what you do. You're known as the pitch whisperer. Um, your website uh, is uh, johnlivesay.com. Um, but uh, I, I'm so excited for you to kind of share your expertise uh, and, uh, and and kind of help our audience connect with their audiences through better storytelling and why that makes such a huge difference, particularly if you want to sell more. And, you know, can we start by talking about uh, the problem with traditional or non-storytelling sales? Why does that not work, John? Well, Josh, the old way of selling is to just push out a bunch of information and hope some of it sticks. And the problem is people buy emotionally and then back it up with logic. So all those stats and figures, let's say you're going to go buy a sports car. Or, you know, when you walk into that showroom, no one says it gets X number of miles per gallon. They talk about how you're going to feel in it. It's going to feel sexy. It's going to be fun to drive. It's going to make a statement. So it's an emotional decision. And I believe that the part of the problem is we've been programmed with this myth that you got to get people to know, like, and trust you. We've heard it a hundred times. And my whole premise is we got to flip the order. We have to start with trust. It's a gut thing. In fact, the handshake went back when we shook hands was to show you didn't have a weapon in your hand. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's like, is this email safe? Is it spam? Are you making an introduction? Are you transferring the trust? And then it moves up to the heart. Do I like you? And that's the key is how do I increase my likability? And that's through empathy. And the better you describe someone's problem you're solving, the better potential people think you have their solution. And then it goes to the head. But even then, Josh, it's not pushing out information. The unspoken question everybody has is, will this work for me? Totally. So that's why storytelling is so great because they see themselves in the story of another client you've helped, then they want to go on that journey with you versus will this work for me? I'm just getting a bunch of stats and uh, that's an unspoken question. I'm not sure it's going to work for me. And uh, you're not telling me anything that makes me feel that it will. It's just good for everybody else that it works for. But unless I see myself in it, I'm not doing it. 
Yeah. So the the act of telling a story that involves another client, what and and a lot of this comes back to you know our twenty years of doing media training is how to sell without selling because yeah. you know if you've ever seen an interview with someone and they say you know on page one hundred and forty two of my new book uh, you can't see it right now oh I just read like my yeah, new book uh, better selling through storytelling you'll learn the three secrets like. <laughs> Oh, if you like no way first off i gotta tell you that as a journalist uh like i've been in green rooms where someone was on air and they just went into total pitch mode Oof. and the producers like wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up wrap it up get them out of here they'll never be back uh it's just like it's so cringy uh, journalists all know what you're doing when you go into pitch mode. That's not why they invited you on the show. They invited no. you on the show to bring value. But see, here's the thing. You have an objective. Objective. If you want to be on TV or you want to be in front of audiences, you want to connect with them. You want to build lots of new relationships. And so, um, you know, one of the tenets that, that we focus on is like, again, part of selling without selling per se is exactly what you said, John. It's stories because if I tell a story, they're going to hear the story of me talking about Sonia Gomez, for example, made $175,000 with our sales system in 90 days. And, you know, maybe I'll share some more facts and kind of the, the emotions that went through that. Oh, is right. this going to work? And, and so then what happens is the audience hears this story and there's, they're hearing Sonia's name but they're thinking their name because yes. if it worked for Sonia, well, it could work for me. You know, when I was getting ready for, you know, to, to you know, I'd lost my weight and, and then I saw, I was watching Biggest Loser at the time. And, um, you know, so, you know, which is not necessarily, a, <laughs> I know it's not healthy and blah, 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 blah. Okay. But I, I happened to be losing weight along with season seven. And then toward the end of season seven, it's the first time they ever did this. They said, okay, everyone's going to run a marathon. There were like three or four mm-hmm. contestants left. I'm like, you know, I'd been following their story all along. And I'm like, listen, I feel like I kind of know these people, or at least a reality show version yes. of these people. If they can do it, I can I do it. And it. yep, that was it. And so that, that led, that's actually led to my very first marathon. So I've only done two other ones. So when I say very first, oh yes, I've done hundreds of <laughs> not three. Yes, and it, because it's again, it's an emotional connection that you have yes. with those people yeah. and you get motivated by them and mm-hmm. inspired by their stories. And that's the trust transfer as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, John, you teach this and in, it, would you mind sharing in which ways that, that you teach this skill? And, and you know, again, you're known uh, like in Silicon Valley, a lot of, a lot of successful tech startups know about you. You're the pitch whisperer. Uh, and so, you know, where I learned about you originally is like, this guy gets, helps get us funded because we have <laughs> these presentations and, right. you know, rather than, you know, this disconnect between us and these investors, now they fall in love with our story and like who we are, thanks to our work with John. Yes. And now it's evolved to where companies in tech and healthcare that all have to uh, convince a doctor or hospital to buy their equipment versus their competitor's equipment. So the storytelling becomes a sales tool, not just to get your startup funded, but to also sell yourself to get a job or to sell yourself to be the one that gets the appointment or to sell yourself, to get in that virtual door now that people have to do that they can't just drop by. Um, So it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, times you're invited there to come in and pitch 
And uh, when one client was saying, well, you know, our equipment makes the surgeries go 30% faster. So you're again, knowledge, information, people don't buy logic. And so now we turn that into a story of how a doctor down in Long Beach last year was able to go out to a patient's family in a waiting room. And if you've ever been in those shoes, you know, every minute feels like an hour waiting to know if your loved one's going to be okay. And he came out an hour earlier than expected and said, good news. No cancer was found in the scope. And then the doctor says to the rep, oh, that's why I became a doctor for moments like that. So now that rep at that equipment that saves the time of the surgery can tell that story to another doctor and the other doctor sees themselves in this. Hey, that's why I became a doctor. I want your equipment for more moments like that. So that's I, how you take numbers into a story. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned too, you know, where most sales are now happening there, your know, teams are distributed. It's all virtual. We're all meeting via zoom, mm -hmm. you know, so few comparatively sales meetings are, are now happening in person. So, you know, when you're in person, there's a special energy that you have there that, that really gives you a significant advantage. But now that we are selling over zoom, um, you know, are there any special considerations or, or recommendations that you'd make in terms of being able to connect with people virtually? Yes. Storytelling is even more important on a virtual call because when you are in person, you can make an impression easier than you can on a camera. So first of all, you have to create a story to get them to even want to take the virtual meeting because people get burned out being on Zoom all day. So you have to really show some value. And so I say make the person who's setting up the meetings, the hero of a story. Oh God, so-and-so's office manager was, the doctor thanked her so much for setting up an appointment with me because he was able to you know, do something. And he, so make that person the hero who books the appointments. And then make sure your lighting and your microphone, all the things you're so great at are good. A lot of people don't dress up. You gotta still act as if you're in the room. Now it's about getting in the Zoom. So where it happens. Uh, like the uh, Hamilton song. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the part of being memorable is what storytelling will do for you. If you just come in and do your normal spiel and talk about facts and figures and have a bunch of slides with too many words on it, it doesn't resonate. Never really resonated in person, but it really doesn't resonate. So stories are what people are going to remember after that Zoom call is over. And... Um, I've worked with clients now that have, are using storytelling to, to break down silos because so many companies have separate sales teams and they're leaving money on the table by not having those sales. Sell. And like, if you're using this part of our service, why don't you use this part? And so now if there's a repository of all the stories that everyone's using across divisions, it makes those introductions so much easier. And that's kind mm -hmm. of the thing I've turned my book into an online course so that anyone can learn how to tell stories in a better way. Cause now, as I said, it's so important. You almost have to be like a shape shifter salesperson and like in the matrix, you know, there's an old way of doing things and now this is the new reality. And even if things go back with a vaccine, we're still going to need to have some skills to be good on virtual world. So that storytelling element is what allows us to be a shape shifter, if you will. Yeah. Um, for someone, John, that is maybe they're uh, talking with people, it's a little bit inbound. Uh, and so their job now is this person has contacted them and they're like, okay, um, tell me what you do or whatever. It, it gets kind of the facts really quick. Like what are some tips for building 
a quick rapport uh, with someone because it's incredibly important. Like we want them to, you know, what what I would hate to be in a situation, and and I've been in this situation before. I, I like I can't stand it. Is like, yeah. All right, we're shopping around. Tell me what your thing is. Right. Your thing is a commodity. Yeah. You know my personality, right? Could you imagine like how painful that would be for me? (laughs) It's actually torture for everybody. Yeah. I was working with a real estate company and they have an inbound, you know, place where people come and request to see a house or set up an appointment. And um, I think my big tip is be human, be conversational. So, you know, they said, well, we've trained our people that they have to ask for the person's name so that they can use it. So what we, I've heard all these calls and they're saying, to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking to today? And you probably have people say that to you on these calls. And you're like, oh, brother, nobody talks like that. <laughs> and so I role played with them and I said, um, hi, my name is John. I'm from XYZ Company. Um, and then the person says, you know, I, I want to know about this house. And you're like, okay, great. Um, you might not have caught my name at the beginning. Let me just say, I'm John and you are? And then they go, oh, I'm Bob or Sue or whatever, without saying to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking, that kind of thing. So it's Mm. that ability to connect with people emotionally and pretend you're having a conversation with a live human being and not reading from a script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's uh, And I think sometimes, you know, if we are in, in, you know, and the other person might may be very, very task oriented in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. so what you just did there, that little exercise right there is, it's, it's such a reminder, like, Hey, I'm a person and you're a person <laughs> and let's, let's connect here. Um, uh, John, that's, that's really, really great. So tell me about, um, so you, you said that the course, uh, is, um, you know, again, is kind of the digital version of the book and, and yes. we didn't really reference what the book was, um, uh-huh. And would and would you mind sharing it with your little iPad? Yes, I, I it's called better it. selling through it. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. So I showed it on screen here, uh, yes. but you know, for people watching the video on YouTube, uh, but better selling through storytelling. Can you give us an overview? It's a great book. Like I'm, I'm actually rereading it right now. Um, great. great stories, great illustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, you you uh, clearly. Uh, exercise what you teach. You eat your own dog food. (laughs) I do. Walk the talk is the way I like to say it. Um, Well, the online course is a cinematic experience, which a lot of people love as opposed to just, you know, it's not me talking over slides at all because that wouldn't be me. So when I'm talking about um, saving a little girl when I was a lifeguard, you'll see the swimming pool, you'll hear the lifeguard whistle, you'll feel like you're in it. And then the lessons of how to tell that kind of a story to get in the door virtually or to get, convince somebody to want to go on a journey with you. And there's quizzes after it. So you really lock it in. And the secret sauce to this is I have a private Facebook group where my students get to work with me in a group setting and practice their stories, whether it's an elevator pitch or um, a, an email they have coming up or whatever they need to do. So they get to learn it and then implement it with me. And that's the combination. And I have people not only working on their own elevator pitches, but then I have them do it for someone else. And the students love it, Josh, because if you zoom out for a minute and remember that we're humans, we all want three things. We want to be seen, we want to be heard, and we want to be acknowledged. And so if you have a short little elevator pitch that somebody else who didn't even know you an hour ago on this call can restate in their own words as if they were to become your brand ambassador, 
then you go, wow, I was seen and heard. And that's where the magic happens. So storytelling is a way to allow people to connect. And that is what you want. So anything from an elevator pitch to a pitch to get hired, to a pitch to get clients, whether you're a coach or consultant, all of those case stories instead of case studies are things that people are really getting a lot out of. Yeah, John, would you mind sharing just a little bit more about how you help someone construct the, that, that elevator pitch? Sure. The biggest mistake people make, Josh, is they say, I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I'm an engineer, I'm a this, whatever. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like it's rehearsed and robotic and uh, people check out. Good for you. Um, <laughs> so the opening line is, you know how. So that's the kind of conversation opener that you have with a friend. Um, well, you know how this summer has been the hottest ever? I just, you know, my bills were hot, whatever. You'd start a conversation like that. So I, I'd encourage people to start with, you know how, and then you go to who you help. So we're talking, we're not still talking about, and then what problem you solve. So it sounds like this. You know how salespeople struggle not to be seen as a commodity? I'm the pitch whisperer. I help sales teams tell better stories because whoever tells the best story is the one that gets the sale. And after they've been through my course or heard my talk, they all become revenue rock stars. Really short and concise. But now people go, oh, I totally get who you help. Salespeople, their struggle, use the word struggle to not be seen as a commodity. So you know how, who you help, what problem you solve by inserting the word struggle and then describe who you are. I'm the pitch whisperer. I do stories. And that's the solution. And then here's the secret sauce to any good story. What's the resolution? What is life like after you've taught somebody how to tell a story? In my case, they become revenue rock stars. So when you add that little ding to your elevator pitch, it intrigues people enough. That's the whole goal. Your elevator pitch is not to tell everybody everything you do, just enough to intrigue them to say, wait, I know what a dog whisperer is, a horse whisperer. What the heck is a pitch whisperer? just to keep a conversation going. So have an elevator pitch that's clear, concise, and compelling. And you and I kind of worked on this. Uh, and like, I've got some great notes here. I, I need to kind of clean it up here because, you know, where we kind of came to is, uh, you know, again, you know how people struggle to get in front of decision makers and waste their time and money on Facebook ads. Um, well, wait a minute. You also talked about where you um, identify who the audience is, right? For example, like we were talking about yes. attorneys, accountants, consultants, you know, that that's kind of our audience. And yes. You know how those folks like they struggle to get in front of decision makers and they waste their money and time on Facebook ads and they end up talking to all the wrong people. Like we had that problem for ourselves. I know, I mean, like I was in their shoes, right? So that that empathy, like kind of yeah. a feel felt found kind of thing. Um, and so, um, and then we, uh, let's say, so a line of people that I'm just kind of sorry, I've got to look at through my notes yeah, here. No, you're, you're I know that this process pitch live. I love it. Yeah, I know that this process that you um, take people through is just really, like, I've got some great notes. So, um, you know, we went and so we created a system where we now have a line of people that want to do business with us. Like, no joke. Like, it's like 20 to 30 people every single week. And so now, you know, again, uh, we've developed that system that, that kind of warms up our clients, customers to trust. I got, as you can tell, I've got a lot of cleaning up to do. <laughs> Okay. Here, let me give and then you, they let end me up closing you, sales left and right. Yes. Let me give you a, let me give you a version of it. Yes. You know how accountants and lawyers and consultants struggle 
to get their ideal clients to even get consider them because they're in a sea of sameness and they sometimes waste a lot of money on Facebook that doesn't result in their ideal clients. Well, what we've done is we've created a system that targets the right people with the right message at the right time. And when that happens, you have your ideal clients who talk to you just like when Apple comes out with a new phone, there's a line of people waiting to get that new phone. And mm -hmm. that's the kind of... Uh, you no longer are hunting for your new clients. They're hunting you. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I love it. All right. <laughs> Thankfully I got this recorded too. <laughs> John, that's why you're the pitch whisperer. All right. So now we go to your website um, and to get access to the course, uh, it, it's double your closing rate with the better with uh, the better uh, the better selling through storytelling method. Uh, and you've got like yes. a little introduction video here that I'm looking at right now. Um, and so that is uh, the website for that. Is that at, what, what's the URL again? Johnlivesay.com forward slash sales, or you can go to my, just my website and click on training to find out if and why this might work for you. And, you know, the big problems that people come with are the tired of coming in second place when they have to, pitch against competitors. Mm. They are um, don't want to be pushy anymore. They want to be persuasive. And they um, want to shorten how long it takes to get someone to say yes. And storytelling does all of that. And this elevator pitch that we just talked about is the tip of the iceberg of what's in the course. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. JohnLivesay.com. That's L-I-V-S-A-Y. So Livesay.com uh, yes. slash sales. Uh, John, you're a great guy, a good friend of mine. I really Thanks, appreciate God. the great work that you do. I'm a champion. I'm a, I'm a fan. Uh, and I love your book, Better Selling Through Storytelling as well. So, John Livesey, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit Up My Influence dot com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag UpMyInfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm -hmm.